everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We have one of our new Hall stars here. It's her first role on Hallmark Channel. And this upcoming weekend, we have Love Takes Two, Take Two uh, on Hallmark Channel. And we have star Heather Hemmins here. And Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I like that Hall Stars. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty cool. I, I I'm happy to be called one now. That's awesome. Yeah, you joined the illustrious club. It's very exciting. <laughs> it, it was a good initiation process. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, what we like to do with our guests is we like to ask you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us what inspired you to become an actor. Well, I, uh, I'm Heather Hemmons, and I am from the woods of Maine. So I grew up in a very rural area on the East Coast, and I actually grew up without a television. So oh one of the things that inspired me most to be an actress was my fascination with watching TV over at my friend's house, and um, then I started doing community theater. And because I didn't have a lot of entertainment around my home, my siblings and I ended up being each other's entertainment. My brothers are musicians and they play several instruments. My sister is in fashion and she would make our little outfits. <laughs> she was always sewing us stuff. And, um, and I went into acting um, just because it was a way for me to uh, express myself and something that I just, I, I thought it would be the coolest thing ever if I could have it as a job. And I didn't know if that was possible or not. And for a while it wasn't, it was very difficult uh, when I got to Los Angeles, especially coming from the small town that I am, you know, was raised in, it was a culture shock. But after a few years of hard work and putting the pieces together, I've I've been able to make a career for myself that I'm very proud of, and I'm I'm so glad that I stuck with it, and I'm really enjoying it. That's so amazing. So, were your parents just not into to television, or what what was that all about? Yeah, so it's just this circumstance where my my parents are hippies and they ended up caretaking this property back in the woods that didn't have any electricity. And so uh, my my dad is a carpenter and so he's added on to the house. He ended up building the rest of the house, but it was so far from the main road, we were never able to put power lines down there. So my parents still live in the house I grew up in with no power. We had wood stoves for heating. We had, you know, kerosene lamps for light. And we had a radio um, that we could pick, you know, battery powered radio. So we are always listening to the radio, but we didn't have any television. And um, I guess you can't miss it if you if you don't know what you're missing. But <laughs> when I did get into my teen years, and I realized that all my friends had a microwave, and all my friends had, you know, were able to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman at night. Um, that's when I started getting like, okay, well, the, the way I was raised is unconventional. It's great for a kid, but, um, I was happy to finally move to the city and have access to the things that other kids in, in my culture did. Wow. So no electricity, huh? That's so you're yeah. living like an Amish life without the religion. I mean, that's pretty intense. You know, exactly. Very Amish style. My father actually would read books on Amish living to figure out how to, you know, use, use the land to our advantage. So my parents have a huge vegetable garden and um, a lot of the caretaking of the, you know, the property and the cutting of the wood and all that stuff. My, my dad and my brothers did. And 
oh gosh. And my, <sighs> you know, it was very, very conventional in that way. My sister and I would go fishing in the river on our property and wow. um, <laughs> very, very peaceful upbringing. And now when I go home, it's, I love it. Yeah, I love it. But I was growing up that way as a kid. It was, it was hard work. I had a lot of chores. Yeah. It, it, life wasn't, yeah. it, life wasn't easy. Like if you wanted to make breakfast, you had the, you had to light the wood stove first just so you could cook breakfast. So, wow. um, so did you yeah, go to was, regular school or did you do homeschool? Uh, we did. We went to a regular school that was about 45 minutes away by bus. Wow. Um, and since we were a mile back in the woods, we had to walk out to the bus, you know, and, and I sound like somebody's old grandmother, like we had to walk out in, you know, rain, snow, mud, no matter what, because we often didn't have a car that worked or my dad was already at work. And so we just had to run out to the bus and then go 45 minutes to school. So, um, I know this was just, this was in the eighties, but I, I sound like I'm from the twenties. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So your your parents still they still live there, huh? They still live there. Yeah, yeah and they love it. They really yeah. do. They love it. They spend a lot of time with us in the in the winter. They come to LA quite a bit. My siblings are out here as well in LA. Yeah. So my parents hang with us quite a bit now. But um but in that's the summer amazing. they're they're doing their thing. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh do they kind of are they kind of like, "Wow, how did we get all these kids in LA from, from our life. It seems like a million kind of miles away in, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's still, it still shocks them quite a bit. My dad's like, how did I raise all these kids just for them to leave me and go as far across the country? <laughs> as they could yeah. Get? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Knows I, we love them. We love them. Yeah. I mean, I can't relate to that extreme, but I can relate to not having a television, uh, not even cable at least, uh, growing up my parents uh would just get kind of sick of it and they're like it's taking over your lives turning and we're getting rid of it and then they would get rid of it and then <laughs> back when they used to have the olympics only every four years now it's you know depending on winter and summer it's every two years and huh. we used to we all loved watching the olympics and we would beg <laughs> Yeah, let's get television back please uh to get to so we could watch the olympics and uh and so they would usually give in and we'd get we'd have it for a year or two and in fact one time uh i was assigned to review a television show for an english class this was when i was in middle school and i told the teacher i said oh, we don't have television at our house and he thought i was lying he didn't believe me <laughs> he thought i was just trying to get out of the assignment or something and <laughs> and so I had my mom had to like call in and say, uh, no, <laughs> Mr. Horner, sorry, we don't have television at our house. And so I think I ended up reviewing a movie or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so you and I, I think you and I were both deprived of TV, and then we became obsessed. Right? That's all yeah. there is. That's it's it's really weird because my parents do not care about media like hardly at all. Uh, neither my mom likes to read. Uh, my dad likes to be outside doing. He doesn't really like to you know watch. He has a few that he likes, but he uh, he kind of brags that the last movie he saw in a, in a theater was Lame as a Rob. <laughs> <He lasted 12. laughs> 
So, wow. There you and, go. And where, where are you from? Uh, from, uh, well, I actually went to high school in, in middle school and high school in Maryland, but I live in Utah now. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Our <laughs> but, parents sound very similar. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I also know what it's like to, to sneak shows at, at your friend's house. I, I know what that's like because my parents are pretty religious and they didn't, they didn't like stuff like, uh, like 90210 would not have been allowed. <laughs> that was too. <laughs> And so I, that was totally a sneak show that I would go to my friend's house and watch. Yeah. And, (laughs) and there was a lot of stuff that my, my mom just thought was stupid. And she's like, I don't want you wasting your time watching this stuff and things like Saved by the Bell or something like that. We'd be like, Oh, it's so cool, mom. She'd be like, no, you're not watching that. (laughs) 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 But uh, we did watch. Uh, well, I'm sure they love all the Hallmark stuff because that's yeah. you know it's suitable for everybody, families, everything. That's yeah. one of the things that I like about it. Yeah, is, um, something that everyone can enjoy together, and it's just feel good. You know, yeah. it's just lighthearted and and kind and sweet. Yeah. It's really what we need these days, isn't it? <laughs> it really is a nice uh, break. It's an escape, especially at Christmas. Yeah. You know, to just have a break from all of the madness going on right now. Yeah. Their Christmas movies are, are amazing. I would love to do one of those. I got started with the, so my, my movie is part of the June wedding. Yes. Which is so fun and so beautiful and like really, you know, springtime nostalgia. And, um, but I know that they're starting on being very serious about those Christmas movies soon. And uh, I got to, yeah it's it definitely is their bread and butter and they keep raising the numbers it's it's like they're they not gonna, doing like 40 this year or something yeah and and then you have you know lifetime doing you know 20 some you have netflix now getting on the bandwagon uh <laughs> it's like canada is gonna be full before we know it there'd be no <laughs> room left <laughs> So many things. Uh, the business of Christmas. It yes. continues. <laughs> it's like a full-time uh, <laughs> making snow operation there in, year-round in uh, in Canada, <laughs> in Vancouver. Yeah, sure. But yeah, it's great. And it's it just seems like everybody that I have interviewed, not that they're going to like air their dirty laundry on our podcast, but nevertheless, it seems like just everybody's had such positive experiences working with Hallmark and, and it makes me happy to be dedicating so much of my time to it that it seems like a really positive thing to it's, add to the world. If that makes it really is. It's an amazing brand. The, the company as a whole, like their, their mission, you know, their energy, yeah. what they're putting out into the world, their messages are just beautiful and pure. And you really feel that I love Vancouver. First of all, that's where we shot love take two mm-hmm. and um uh I, so I love Vancouver I shot there years and years ago on a different series so I was really happy to be back and the whole crew up there they, they work a lot with Hallmark so it is a well-oiled machine and they know exactly what they're doing everybody's very professional wonderful at their jobs and in a great mood just those those nice Canadians yeah you know it's <laughs> Yeah. Really makes for a good a good day at work. 
Uh-huh. Um, everybody just had really, really positive vibes. And I, I had a blast. I just had a blast on this movie and really enjoyed um, my first Hallmark experience. So I'm, I'm ready for the next one. I'm like, when are we doing the sequel? <laughs> yes. um, so everybody make sure you watch on Saturday and uh, get those ratings up so that we can go back and do Love Take Two, number two. <laughs> yeah, Love Takes Three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that exactly. makes sense, but but anyway. yeah, yeah. Uh, but have you always been kind of a, a fan of rom coms? Is it something you've enjoyed? I have, I have. I um, you know, it's so funny because I, I'm the biggest like Cameron Diaz and Jennifer Aniston fan, and I know that these women are so completely different from me, but that's that's what I would see growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that was um. I guess the world's idea of this romantic lead or Julia Roberts and stuff at the time. So I really had that sensibility and I found that really fun to draw on for my first Mm -hmm. romantic comedy. Um, I just kind of put myself in that space that I'd always idolized and was, I was like, wow, okay, this is my turn. And so I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I'm really excited with crazy rich Asians. I feel like, it's I'm hopeful that it's going to sort of usher in some new romantic comedies. I've already, we've already seen it a little bit, but I, it's just, there was such a dearth for so many years of romantic right. comedies yeah. in the theaters. And yeah. I like, I say, you know, I would say with Sandra Bullock, it's like, you've won your Oscar. Now come back to us, please. Come right. Back. We miss yeah. you. exactly bring the love back where's the love yeah (laughs) the romance uh so i I, i'm hopeful almost like love doesn't exist no one no one believes in it anymore yeah everything had to be all realistic and whatever and yeah we've got enough you go to the movies for well i mean the the realism is good too but also you go to movies for escapism and uh to suspend your disbelief (laughs) yeah that's right so I, I'm hopeful that with that being such a big hit that we'll get more and more. And uh, so anyway, it's pretty fun. So you, your, would you say your first big breakout was a uh, role uh, was in these Tyler Perry shows? Seems like beginning your eye. Um, no, it was actually uh, this, the series that I shot in Vancouver, which was called Hellcats on the okay. CW. Oh. And so that was a show about college competitive cheerleading. Oh. And um, I, I played the head cheerleader on that show. And it was a very fun, snarky, sassy little character. And um, I had a great time. And so that show, we did one season on the CW. And then a new president came into CW and, and, and axed our show, switched it around. But it's actually gotten revenge where it's come around to be a, a, quite a cult hit. Ah. Um, it's the number one streamed show on on the CW app, and this is you know eight or nine years later, and it's um, still a huge hit. And they've been talking about rebooting it or doing a sequel, or you know, because it just it goes on and on. It keeps finding a new audience, so that's been really really fun. And um, yeah. and then I did yes, and then I did uh, for five seasons. I was on a show called If Loving You Is Wrong on mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey Network that was written and directed by Tyler Perry. And that um, has been an incredible experience. Tyler is just an amazing person to work with. He has a massive fan base 
that follows him and his work. And so we just had millions of viewers every week and they just supported and loved our show through all five seasons. The, um, it's actually still airing. We come back in the fall. The last season is going to be airing of that show. And it's just a wonderful, um, you know, soapy, fun, outrageous show. Um, it's, it's pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, um, really out there. And we get to, you know, do and say all kinds of wild things on that show. Yeah. So that's been a really great time. And it was great being part of the Oprah Winfrey Network family as well. A lot of dishy storylines there. Over oh, the- yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> juicy, <laughs> juicy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun. And now I've actually um, come back to my home at the CW. I'm on another yeah. CW show right now called Roswell, New Mexico. And um, we just aired our first season. It went really well. We have been picked up for season two. So I'm so excited about that. And you can watch that show. Um, now it is on Netflix. So you can binge our entire first season on Netflix. And it's just a great 13-episode season of really intense uh, romance, speaking of. There's great, great love stories and, um, and also alien stories. So it's set in this great town of Roswell, New Mexico, very dusty cowboy town. And um, it, it's based on this love story, but, but it has a sci-fi element to it. But it stays very grounded in the sci-fi, which I love. You really believe this love story. You really believe um, the kind of sensational bits of it all because it stays so logical and and the performances from my cast are just unbelievable. I love my cast so much and we have a great time and we work very, very hard out there mm-hmm. in New Mexico. And so, um, yeah, we are blessed to have a, a season two that I go back to film in August. Hmm. So how is it a, a complete reboot of the show or is it tied to the original show at all or how does that work? Yeah, so it's just a reimagining of the original show. So we have all the same characters and character names, but in the original show, they were high school aged. And now we're playing all the same characters, but it's 10 years later. So we're in our late 20s. We've got jobs. We've got adult issues, love stories, um, all that stuff. So it's, it's aged up. And I think that provides us to have you know, more mature storylines and it's a little bit sexier, a little mm-hmm. bit darker. Um, it's really, it's really just a beautifully shot show. We shoot it in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which allows for this backdrop of the, the desert scape and these vibrant orange sunsets. And it all just adds to this great production quality um, that we get from um, from shooting out there, you know, where all this really would have taken place. And um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And, and very much the same way that Vancouver added to this Hallmark movie, Love Take Two, Vancouver is so gorgeous. And we shot in the outskirts, like at an hour outside, we did some shoots in, in Squamish, BC, which we had to ride a gondola to get to work. Um, we were shooting at the top of a mountain and um, it's just such a unreal view when you get up there. And so a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the story for Love Take Two was 
really enhanced by the locations that we had. And that's something I always enjoy about filming no matter where I am is experiencing the town and um, taking in, you know, the nature that, that's mm-hmm. where we are. Yeah. Uh, was that intimidating stepping into kind of a beloved uh, uh, show like that or were, was, was that hard to, uh, I don't know, do, it, deal it with fans and stuff? Was, yeah. With the, with these reimaginings and the reboots um, that we're doing these days, you know, there was absolutely a lot of talk with um with a lot of the reboots that are happening you know well why don't they just come up with a new story and why you gotta you know bring up old stuff and da 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 (laughs) so i think that something that we're so grateful for is that the fans of the original have really embraced us Mm -hmm. they have given us good reviews they tuned in they supported the show we have the original lead character from the first show sheree appleby who's an actress that uh, many people are familiar with. She actually Mm -hmm. really supported our show and she came on and directed an episode. Mm. And so we have had so much love and support from the original fans and it has meant so much to us. You know, sometimes you're prepared to be just dragged for, you know, for what you're doing and you hope, you hope that it's great, but you know, not everyone is going to love it. And we just got really lucky that everyone's been like super supportive, the old fans and we've got new fans and, um, and we do try to make them happy, but we also have stuck to our guns on this is a new show. This is a mm-hmm. different show and we're telling a different story here and we have remained faithful to that. And we're just happy that people have enjoyed coming along for the mm-hmm. ride. I know our co-host Amy has really enjoyed it. She really, she was, I guess they had left it off oh, on a big, good. yeah, on a big cliffhanger the end of the season or something like that she said we sure did it is a big cliffhanger so we're very lucky we got a season two so we get to continue to tell the story because um we left it in the lurch yeah our our finale episode was so fun uh things get intense stuff goes down so um we're really really happy to do season two and we hope that the fans stay with us we're going to be airing next spring so i know it's a little bit of a wait but i'm telling you it's going to be worth it's going to be so worth it yeah that's awesome well so love take two what do you tell us a little bit about it about the movie yeah so it's about my character lily who is an executive producer of a reality show and she's very much about her business she produces a show about weddings and it's a, a competition. So they have three weddings and they judge the, you know, the, the planning and the execution of each wedding. And then at the end, a couple wins, um, you know, they, they win their dream wedding paid for by the show. So she has all these brides and grooms coming through and um, she's interviewing a new couple for the show. And it happens to be her very serious ex-boyfriend. And with his new bride to be, and so she gets kind of thrown thrown from that, and she's got to be very professional with her job, but also navigate this kind of unfinished business with her and her ex and um, and so we see her wade through those choppy waters, yeah, and it's really fun and romantic, and it's what I love about it is that nobody's the bad guy it's just this beautiful story of uh, people finding out what they really want and and what's right for them 
and um, and 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 they're able to do this in a way where I think it's considerate and compassionate and uh, a really a fun story to tell. It was something that was very, as an actor, a fine line to to walk on, and um, and I just had a lot of fun with it. And and it plays to the comedy of it too, where it's just such a touchy situation. <laughs> I mean, in real in real life, if you can imagine this happening to you it's like kind of um startling yeah to have an ex you know come right back into your life at, at your job <laughs> right so, yeah um, that would yeah. be crazy <laughs> yeah small world so it's really really fun yeah really fun to watch and I had a great time with uh, Cornelia Smith Jr. plays my uh love interest and ex love interest I should say yeah and uh, we had we had a great time great yeah. time with this film yeah, it seemed like you guys from the little promo clip that you guys had some nice chemistry on it, which was fun. We really did. Yeah, I love that promo clip. It was so fun to finally see it um, and and go like, oh, wow, okay, it works. It works. You know, because when you're filming it, you're just, you're working and you're trying to encompass all of these different things into the story and um, and just put your heart into it and hope that people connect with it. And so, yeah, seeing those promos for the first time, I was like, oh, I think we did it. <laughs> well, it must have been fun to work with Alan Harmon. He's a TV movie legend. <laughs> kind of things he knows he, what he's doing. Legend. Yes, you picked the right word there. Legend. He has done a lot of Hallmark stuff, a lot of other things. And um, his kids are also working in the industry now. And he's just a wonderful director. He was so... Um, conscientious of uh, of everything that Hallmark wanted uh, uh, technically, you know, so he's a great technical director, but I found him to be the most compassionate actor's director as well. He really, really helped me get the romantic comedy tone right because I'm someone who comes from a very dramatic background. I do a lot of heavy TV drama. Mm-hmm. And so he really, um, he really directionally focused me and um, I'm so grateful to, to do this one with him it was a wonderful experience mm-hmm. that's awesome so do you watch reality tv <laughs> you, at this kind of show you know I I don't I've never watched any housewives or any OC or I don't know anything about it but the one program I've always watched is the bachelor <laughs> so the bachelor and the bachelorette um, so it was, it actually ended up being perfect because I knew exactly what the tone of this reality show that my character produces. Um, I knew what she was trying to mine from her show. And um, so that worked out well. And and I guess that also speaks to what a sucker I am for Romeo. Yeah. Even though I watched The Bachelor and we, we laugh at the pettiness of it, right? And yeah. all the drama and the arguments, which is the fun part. It's so funny. But at the end, like, I get so happy when these couples really fall in love or have a true connection because I believe you can see it. You can see it when people have true chemistry. And um, that's what we all hope to find in our lives, you know? So it's really nice when it, when it does play out like that. Would you want, would you ever want to get uh, to be on this kind of reality show? Would you dare to (laughs) let someone plan your wedding like that? Oh my God. No, no, I, um, I'm too, I'm too private with my, with my love life. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm, 
yeah, I'm really shy about, about my love life, but, um, but I like to watch other people do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's really wise. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always feel, cause when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a lot like this show on TLC called Four Weddings and, uh, which isn't really, it is a competition for a honeymoon, but I feel really bad for these women because they have their weddings and it's <laughs> like, you you should just be happy that oh I had the greatest day ever like it was so fun and it, but they can't they're sort of robbed from that experience because they're immediately having everything compared to these other you know other brides and so it's just like this is the worst show ever it's <laughs> it's so depressing I that uh, is sad that sounds very sad yeah they're like have a great wedding but then they're depressed because they don't get the honeymoon is that what happens well they're depressed they don't get the honeymoon but also just every little part of their wedding is uh, I don't know your dress wasn't as good as this one or your food wasn't <laughs> as good as this other one or <laughs> try again you know or, that's, <laughs> yeah that's exactly like the show that that we're producing in Love yeah. Take Two. And um, it's very similar. I'm not going to lie. But That's what I funny. try to justify is that whenever I watch reality to television and I feel bad for the people, you have to remember that they subjected themselves to it. Like 100% signed on the dotted line and said, I am willing to participate in all the debauchery that's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I feel bad, but like not too bad. Yeah. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think... Casey Manderson is in this movie. Is that right? No? Yes, yes. Yes. So okay. he's done. Um, yeah, he, he's done a couple Hallmark movies. I yeah. think you're going to see a lot of familiar faces in this movie, which I love because we shoot up in Vancouver, and so they've got their, you know, they've got mm -hmm. their uh, stable of actors that they use up there who are so professional and know exactly, um, you know, what Hallmark is going for, and I think that it's just it creates an atmosphere where we can all just get there and get to work. Um, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's such a pleasure to, to, yeah. to meet those people. And I think the Hallmark audience loves seeing a familiar face. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is one of the opportunities where those actors get to step into different roles. And I know that um, they were all very grateful for, you know, doing another Hallmark project. And um, yeah, he's so one of cool. our, one of our favorites we we had him on the podcast last year and he was hilarious he was so funny so oh, cool. that's really yeah. cool and how do you feel like you're able to balance sort of this and not have them feel like cheaters you know that's always a tricky thing when you have someone falling in love with someone engaged kind of a situation or you know dating or whatever like how how do you feel yeah. like you're able to handle that that's a very good question. That's, that was exactly my question when I read the script and I first talked to Alan Harmon about it. I said, I don't want anyone to be the bad guy here. Mm -hmm. And so going back to what I said earlier about the fine line that we had to walk as actors. Um, and I think that the storyline helped us a lot too, because nobody does anything to interfere. They actually try to do quite the opposite. They are respectfully staying out of each other's personal space mm -hmm. um but what happens is well you got to watch the movie to see but i'd say there, there's other things you know that the universe throws into the mix to um make the situation end up as it is meant to be and mm -hmm. no one 
that's what I like is that the universe handles it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's the bad guy. Nobody tries to, to mess up, break up a, an engagement or to, um, you know, distance this couple from themselves or bring Lily and, and, and Scott back together. So um, I would say that it's just really fun to watch how it, how it all plays out. Maybe they end up back together. Maybe they don't. But I think that everyone gets to the truth of what they really, what their hearts desire. And I think um, that that's a lesson that we can just all take in our own lives. Is like sometimes we think things are supposed to be a certain way. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it can always, it can always work out. And, 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 but in hindsight, we see, okay, it's for the best, but it takes time. It yeah. takes time to say like, to be like, oh, okay, well, I, I actually am glad that this happened. I know that in my, in my personal life, a lot, I, I, I lean on that because when something happens that you didn't plan or you didn't want, it can be really, really hurtful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I try to look into the future a little bit and say, okay, well, maybe in a year or two, or maybe it'll take three, but I'll look back and I'll go, oh, wow, well, this happened because of that. And I'm so glad that it did because then this was able to happen and I needed this. So sometimes it's just in hindsight that we can connect those dots. And I really think that this movie um, speaks to that uh, pattern quite a bit. It's true. I think that's such a true thing just in life in general. I remember when I was in high school, my my family needed to move to California from Maryland my senior, just before my senior year of high school. And I had had kind of a, enough of a break, but I was still, you know, what am I going to do? You know, just one year before going to college. But I think that that it was actually a huge blessing because I didn't really have my friends to distract me. I was able to go to community college my, my senior year of high school instead of regular high school. And mm. I was, I didn't have any friends. So I just focused on school and got really good grades. And, and, uh, and that I think that I, I don't think I would have gotten into the college that I got into if I hadn't have had that year. And then, yeah. I would, you know, it's just a ripple effect. Uh, my sister That's- ended up coming out to college with me, and she ended up meeting her husband. You know, it's just like there's so many things that potentially could have been different if we hadn't have moved, if I hadn't, you know, kind of a thing. And so, I don't know. I think about that, those little little ripple effects yeah. all the time. That's so that's so funny. You and I have such a similar story. Um, just serendipity, really. Yeah. The same thing happened to me my last two years of high school. I got accepted to an art school right outside of Boston. I was lucky enough to get a scholarship. And I was over the moon, so excited. So my junior and senior year, I went to this school and I ended up hating it. It was so, oh my gosh, it was all these rich, you know, kids there, Aerosmith kids and whatnot. And um, they were just terrible to me. And I had such a hard time being the poor girl from Maine. And I was like, why am I here? Why am I here? But my grades were amazing because I just buckled down and studied. I didn't have any friends. And I got straight A's both years. And then the biggest lesson that I learned years later is that that is the exact preparation that I needed for Hollywood. Mm. All that pettiness and nepotism and rich kids and nobody doing you any favors and you just have to fight hard and work hard for what you want. Yeah. All that prepared me for Hollywood. Whereas if I had just come straight from, from Maine and moved to LA, I think it would have been even more difficult for me. But yeah. because I had those two years of boarding school, living away from home, 
um, by myself. I really was, was prepped in a way for Hollywood that um, I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And even though that I was so miserable from that school, I wanted to drop out and my parents wouldn't let me. They're like, you can't come back to Maine. There's nothing here for you. Yeah, they're you like, know, we don't even have electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, don't come back here. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I stuck it out and I graduated with, honor, with high honors and I was so, um, you know, I just, I did it. And it yeah. taught me a lesson about perseverance, but also in, in hindsight, something that I hated so much was so important that I had that experience yeah. though. Yeah. The Lord works in mysterious ways. That's the right. thing to see. Uh, yeah. I think in all of our lives, uh, we have those moments. Where, uh, so that's really, that's really cool. Well, we like to end our interviews with what we call the team beat questions. And uh, these are questions that Amber found in an old uh, issue of Team Beat. So just kind of silly, fun questions. So first question, what is the best ice cream flavor? Ooh, Haagen-Dazs rum raisin. Ooh, that's a different one. I've never, I've never had that one. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite color? Purple. Me too. Good choice. Okay. <laughs> what music are you into right now? Oh, I'm really going back to the old stuff. I'm listening to a lot of Van yeah. Morrison and oh. like 70s, 70s soul and James Taylor, Linda Rodstaff. Oh. <laughs> I'm going way back. The Pretenders and just, yeah, stuff like that. Fleetwood Mac. I vibe. love James Taylor. He's <laughs> Uh, he's such a good songwriter. Uh, so, all right. What is your go-to date night food? Wine. Does that count? It? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> um, I, I love um, seafood. I love seafood. So some good like crab cakes and yeah. lobster and wine and cheese. Um, yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. ideal. That sounds good to me. I mean, it makes sense being from Maine. Mm. <laughs> that's, 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 yep, I guess you're right. I, yeah. That was a predictable <laughs> answer from me, wasn't it? <laughs> the lobster. <laughs> uh, good. Okay. Well, what is your favorite date night activity to go out and do? Um, go out and eat, certainly. Yeah. That's, that's number one. And then I love live music. Oh. I think um, something about the energy of live music yeah. and if it's danceable, that's even better. I think that's very sexy date night, uh -huh. you know, stuff. And, um, and I think live music adds an energy um, to a date that can make it very, very romantic. Yeah. I'm with you. I really, even if they're not the greatest, it is fun. <laughs> it's just fun to have that, yeah. that energy. Yeah. 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 Very good. And even if it's a bad band, that's even funnier because <laughs> you, you and your date can laugh about that and enjoy it anyway. Yeah. I think it still makes for a great date. Yeah. If you're, and that's how you find out if you're with the right person. You know, when you go out and you do stuff, even if the night kind of goes bad, if you still had fun and enjoyed that yeah. person's company, I think that's, um, you know, that deserves a second date. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a really good philosophy. Uh, that's very true. I, I, I've always said that I, I think you should go on a, 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 a long road trip with the person that you're thinking of getting married. And I think that you should assemble a piece of Ikea furniture. I think those are the two <laughs> keys. If you still like Both each other. Both of those. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're going with the philosophy of like, <laughs> let's have a bad evening and yeah. <laughs> see if we still have fun. Yeah. 
exactly. Road trips are fun, though. I love road trips, especially if you have some cool stops planned along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Some random stuff, some weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Uh, beaches or mountains? Beaches. Me too. All right. Fancy dress or sweats? Sweat. <laughs> okay. Your favorite <laughs> holiday? Halloween. Oh, very good. What do you like to to dress up and go out and stuff? I I love the dressing up. I love the you know kind of anonymous feeling of being in costume and uh-huh. going out in public. And um, I also like that it's a holiday that's just about fun and dressing up. It's not about um, pretentious gift giving or all the pressures of everything being perfect moods like a you know. Um, like yeah. a birthday or you know i just feel like it's just it's just carefree fun and then second i would say probably christmas because that's the time when you can count on getting really quality um moments with with your family that you might not get all year and that's mm-hmm. just really really special and, and dear to me and i get to cook a lot and just yeah. be be home so christmas is very special but just like party and carefree halloween mm-hmm. does it for me what's your last costume that you were for Halloween. Oh, my last one. What I do? I think I did. Oh, last year I was um, a wolf, oh. and I've had this like great wolf theme for the for the year. But my favorite costume was I did Maleficent a oh. few years ago, and I had the horns and <laughs> the makeup and um, and like fangs and every. I just loved. I love my Maleficent costume. As a matter of fact, it's been a few years. I think I still have it in the closet. Maybe I'll bring it out again this year. Who knows? Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I think that the planning for Halloween is even more fun than the actual mm. day. Uh, I love like planning my costume and, and I'll do some videos and different stuff in my costume on my channel. And uh, last year I was an angel. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I I was Chucky from Rugrats one year. That was fun. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh I was T- Tracy Turnblad from Hairspray. That was fun. Oh. Uh and uh, uh I'm trying to think what other good ones that I've had. Uh, I want to see pictures of that Chucky one. Okay. <laughs> you do Halloween. We need to do Halloween together cuz you do Halloween like I do. You go all yeah. in. I like it, it's so fun and and it was it's, it was kind of a bummer for a couple of years because for a while my friends and i we really did uh halloween well and we had a big party and it was just one of the highlights of the year but then right around oh i don't know 2014 2015 it was like everybody moved to texas i swear like uh. It was so, I was like, why are you taking all my friends? And so it kind of died out, but now I'm kind of trying to uh, celebrate in other ways and different things like that. But, but yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's fun planning a costume and being creative. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's, I'll have to find, I'll find the pictures. I'll send them to you on Twitter. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I have a, uh i was dorothy from wizard of oz once that was fun uh so oh, nice. it's just it's just a fun i agree with you it's just a fun light imaginative 
holiday. Uh, what's your favorite yeah. candy bar? Oh, get or candy to get at Halloween. Yeah, I guess Snickers. Yeah, that's a good one. I yeah, or peanut butter cup. But mm. I um, I love. I can't resist the Snickers. I really can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have very good taste because peanut butter cups would be my number one candy, and then Snickers is definitely my top five. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we like we like peanuts and chocolate. What yeah, it's the best. <laughs> so, <laughs> last question, and you can say your own your new movie if you want. No judgment. What is your favorite Hallmark movie? Oh, um, oh gosh, what was the name of it? But Tatiana Ali, her Christmas movie last year, I thought was so cute and so sweet. Um, oh, right. She was in Christmas Everlasting. Christmas Everlasting. Yes. That's why I was thinking of, um, yeah. oh, I can't that think of the name. That was Hallmark, not Lifetime, right? Yeah, uh, that was Hallmark. And that was, okay, the Hall <laughs> I, that was actually the Hallmark Hall of Fame uh, that she was in and that, that one was, was good. Uh, she, and she did a really good job for sure. Yeah. She, she's such a cutie. And I love the ones that, um, Kelly Pickler is doing right now and her singing and, uh -huh. um, she's, she's doing a couple of them and I just think yeah. she's, she's so cute. Yeah. So you I like the last weekend. Yeah. Just wedding in it. wedding at Graceland. Just barely, barely. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, was really better. Cute than the Christmas at Graceland. I thought it was an improvement. And so, yeah, it was cute. Uh, yeah, her, Tatiana Lee, her Lifetime movie was called Jingle Bell. B-E-L-L-E. Bell, -L -L -E. <laughs> the name. Oh, okay. So that was, okay, that, great. was pretty, that was pretty cute. So very good choices. <laughs> well, you passed the test. We'll, we'll allow you to keep making Hallmark movies. So, but you're, <laughs> really excited for the new movie coming out and thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and and uh, do you have social media that you'd like to share my pleasure um yes yeah my social media twitter and instagram are both heather hemmen great and so we'll have yeah my last name is h-e-m-m-e-n-s great we'll have uh, the links for that in the description section so everybody can check that out and uh Make sure you guys are following the Home Monkeys podcast all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. And uh, if you can leave your ratings and reviews on iTunes, we really appreciate it. If you can give us a thumbs up on YouTube or subscribe to the channel, we appreciate that as well. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media. And uh, thanks so much again, uh, Heather. We really appreciate this. It was a oh, lot of fun. Thank so. you so much. This was awesome. This was so much fun. And I, I hope I can come back again soon. Yes, definitely. We'll definitely do that. So, all right. Well, we'll look forward to the movie. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.